Hey everyone, my name is Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV. And docu-series. And, but at the same time, it's also through our lens, my loves. And that lens can be a salty water, lo- lemon water. It also could be an unsweetened iced tea. But at the end of the day, when you drink, drink it down, it should be mildly sweet. Hi! Hi. So this is 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After Season 7, Episode 1, and suddenly everything changed. Girl, Season 7. What do you feel about that, Chris? Nothing's changing, honey. Nothing is changing except except the Sharp Entertainment's definition of what Happily Ever After should be. Because we've been around the block with them. We understand that Happily Ever After is what happens after you get married from the foreigner and or the American and their journey. But we have couples on here, honey, who are not Happily Ever After. They're not married and some of them are not even foreigners. So it's like, where are we now? What is space and what is time? Hi. Yeah. So just as a disclaimer, guys, Chris and I are not going to be talking about Ed and Liz. I mean, we say that, but there might be something as close to that happens that we have to just like comment on. But we're not going to be talking about them. them. We don't like them. They are not a 90 day fiance couple. They're both from San Diego, California. And Ed is a horrendous individual. Um, The same thing goes. Well, never mind. Horrendous individual is the end of that sentence. Uh, so we do have some 90 day uh, happily ever after couples, and that would be Shida and Bilal, which were new to this or just got thrown on. We have Jenny Sumit and we've, you know, all the rest of them. So we're going to have a hee hee ha ha good time talking about them. But Chris, let's start with our first couple. And that is Jenny and Sumit. Chris, your your favorite. I mean, you know, you love, you love this couple. You've been loving this couple. Wa's obsessed with this couple. Now, I'll be honest. I'm excited for Wa because she can talk about someone she likes. I cannot believe that we have to have a whole, whole other season and it's about his fucking parents. I cannot, I mean, like, so how is this title of the show, Suddenly Everything Changes, when nothing has changed? I mean, listen, I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now. I do not know. However, Jenny and Sumit are great for me. To me, they are what the show is about. Just like two people from two different worlds trying to make it work and the struggle therein. So the first scene that we have with them is there's some like sounds that like the sound that doesn't match what we're seeing is an aerial view. And we see some very serious roller skaters and I'm like, where is this? And then all of a sudden we see uh, an older woman hand tying a skate and we see a middle-aged Brown hand (laughs) tying a skate. And then it's Jenny and Sumit. And I said, Sumit has got Jenny out here on skates and mama hasn't skated in years. And this is the result. If you guys are not watching this, on our Patreon, then you don't see the amazing picture of Jenny on her behind with loud ass pink leggings, a black, I don't know, tank top, and then like a leopard white sweater over it. And I want to know what is the weather like in India to where she is wearing a sweater? No, I, first of all, oh, you, okay. Now I understand that's a tank top, the black thing. Let me look it back. I thought those were hot pants. Okay. So I thought she was wearing leggings the shortest black hot pants ever. And then look, listen, that leopard sweater, that ever, sweater, sweater. Uh, that's what happens when you're sweaty in that sweater. And she knows that she gets sweaty in that sweater. Um, that sweater, that leopard sweater, like became a whole thing where I feel like a bunch of girls got it for some reason, like two years ago. Like, I don't know if it was like selling at Neiman's or I'm sorry, not Neiman's, Nordstrom's, like maybe BP or I'm not quite sure, but Brass Plum, I'm not quite sure if that still exists, but she... She fell, honey, and both Juan were like, no, you know, like, you know, like, doesn't look good, you know. I mean, so I I won't roller skate. I don't want to fall, honey. And I'm, you know, these bones are a little, little less seasoned, is what I would say. Yeah, I honestly felt like I'm so glad that she has been um, taking her calcium pills. You know, she's been taking her um, silver, what is that? Oh, man, the joke fell out of my mind. Silver coke. Cute. It's like Secrum Silver or something. It's in the States. It's a brand of vitamins. <laughs> um, but anyways, Centrum. So, 
Huh? Centrum Silver. I I don't know. It is. It is. I'm right. Oh, (laughs) okay. Great. Centrum Silver. Good, good, good. Um, And, you know, we're scared to watch it. So we're scared to watch her fall. So Jenny and Sumit have been married for two months and they have recently moved across town to avoid having any kind of confrontation with his parents because they've gotten married and the parents are not aware yet. And Sumit feels like if they were in the town or a lot of people know. And if they were on the same side of town, then his parents would eventually find out and they'd be so mad to find out, you know, from someone else. So Sumit has decided to invite his parents over to their old house, the house they think that they still live in so that he can tell them about the wedding. Finally, Chris, I don't understand so many things. First of all, yes, like who's living in that house? You can just like willy-nilly go in the house. Same thing as like, remember when like Bilal still had access to his old house too? I'm like, I don't understand how you have accesses to your old homes. Like I'd like to go back to my childhood home and just like spend a night there too, but I don't think I can. People live there. Um, Their new place, by the way, much more modern, looks completely different than their old place. Um, Yeah, so he, Sumit and Jenny go to a restaurant where you know, uh, they are enjoying some beverages. And I guess one thing in India is that they will just serve you like some salty lemon water. Uh, now I know that it's healthy. It's a whole thing right now, uh, as like a influencer wellness thing to start your mornings with hot lemon water as like a digestive aid. I think that the salty lemon water probably is a health thing. I'm right now drinking, where is it? like electrolyte water, which is basically salty water. So I'm wondering if it's like a electrolyte kind of, you know, putting potassium in your body. I think it's probably very good. She does not like it, Um, which, you know, listen, that makes sense. At this restaurant meeting, Sumit then tells Jenny, guess what? My parents want to hang out. And Jenny's like, no, do I have to be there? And he's like, yeah, I'm actually surprised. I've, if I were Jenny, I'd be like, cool, go, you can go hang out with your parents. Like, I would never have been like, do I have to be there? I'd be like, great, they don't want to see me anyway. They only want to see you. I don't, like Jenny somehow inserts her, herself in it. And then Sumit, I feel like is like, well, I think it'd be good to have a united front. But I feel like if Jenny had just off the bat been like, oh, your parents want to see you, have fun then this not none of this would have happened but we have to have some sort of drama my love because we're all on a television show right well yeah you know i don't know that it would have been that i think that Je- sumet just really wants jenny to play ball in a way that she's incapable of for two reasons one because she is older and seasoned and set in her own ways and doesn't want to be judged which i'm like girl who are you to say that and two she's culturally just from a completely different society and she refuses to acclimate to her husband's like feelings towards his family. She tries to somehow convince him that like they should just keep it quiet because she doesn't want to have to deal with it. But also that like his parents just need to come around and realize that they love each other. And I say, Jenny, stop saying that they are from a culture in which the love marriages are probably just as equal or less than the arranged marriages. And so marriages is not about love. You keep saying that as though like that's going to trigger something. And it's not. The fact is, is that their eldest son is with a woman who cannot bear them children. And now the family structure of what this, of what culturally they know to be the most prosperous and the best is not going to happen for them. Not even if they're like, you know, 33 year old astrologer, tells her to leave the hate from her heart like it's not gonna happen stop trying to make fetch work so she's annoyed about it but she eventually acquiesces and agrees now the morning of this you know fake go to the house and do whatever um she has an attitude and she says that she's not excited about what's about to happen and i thought to myself sumit why didn't you guys go over the night before and clean like why are you now having her Mm -hmm. over here like trying to like rush and clean chris Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, who's living in this house? Whose stuff is all of this? Who are, whose house are they cleaning? I don't even understand it. And the house is dirty, you know? And we all know that Sumit's mom does not like a dirty house. I mean, like, Sumit's mom is Bilal, you know? Um, very OCD. 
But whose mom likes a dirty house? Who likes a dirty house? I mean, Jenny's like, I don't want them coming over and judging me. And I'm like, <laughs> Jenny, girl, like, and listen, Jenny and Samit are a friend of, of, of me. Like, they will DM me if I say something crazy about them. So, like, I say this with all sincerity. I don't care how old you are. Your house needs to be clean. And if you don't feel like cleaning it, then you need to hire somebody to come in and clean it for you. Like, that is just the way I feel. I will always feel that way. You cannot you cannot push me any other way, especially if you have a whole camera crew. Now, if you are just a, a hermit and no one's going to ever come to your house and you only have to clean when you have like guests, that's fine. But if you have a camera crew of people in your house and you know your in-laws are coming over, no matter how old you are, I don't care how set in your ways you are, you have got to clean. If not for them, for at least yourself and decorum and the, you know, keep up appearances. Ugh. Yeah, no, totally. And I also want to say this. I think it's also hard for Jenny to uh, clean because do you see the br the broom she has to use? I mean, it's really like, it's like a prop witch's broom. I mean, it's not even a real broom. I mean, like, listen, Jenny, it'd be easier to get in those nooks and crannies and those corners if you had some sort of Swiffer. Anyway, well. That, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying. However, I feel like, you know, India is one of the oldest, in is one of the eldest cultures in the world. And if they're still using that broom, I figure it must be the best broom ever. <laughs> um so she's sweating while cleaning up the house and Sumin is trying to push her into like doing more and cleaning more and organizing and she's in there cleaning that kitchen and I see no change I don't I'm like why are there pots and pans on the ground and like a dish rack like what's all this stuff on the cabinet mm -hmm. she's gonna this is you're not doing a good job and Jenny at this point is kind of like given up and doesn't really want to support this. Mm -hmm. And so she gets frustrated because she is wearing one outfit and she doesn't want to sweat. And I said, girl, if you didn't want to sweat, why'd you move to India? Uh, so <laughs> then Sumit is like a, a ball of nerves, Chris. Yep. Smith's a ball of nerves and then like ding dong his parents are here and his brother and his sister sister-in-law and so he goes to the door and we get to see some like of their greeting. So Sumit kisses his father and his mother's feet then the sister-in-law kisses his feet and then he shakes hands with the brother. And so it was just like a, okay, like there's, there's a hierarchy, honey, if I ever saw one. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's not crazy to me, but it's interesting to me to see that somehow she has to, the sister-in-law has to submit to submit. Nope. Well, <laughs> also I would just love like, so if Jenny was there, would Jenny, how would Jenny, would Jenny kiss the sister-in-law's feet? Would Jenny kiss the brother-in-law's feet? Can Jenny get on the ground to kiss anyone's feet? But the answer is, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, yes, she can get on the ground. Honey, put some skates on her. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they get in the house and, you know, Sumit's like, here, sit on this couch, this great couch. And they all kind of do. And, the, you know, I will say this, the mom sits down and there's a little breeze in her hair, which makes me feel like there's a fan, which makes me very happy. But guess who doesn't have a fan? Sweaty ass Jenny, honey, who brings in some sweaty tea, some sweaty tea, some sweat tea. You know what I'm saying? Like some chai, but it's sweat tea. Um, puts it down and then the mom just goes in, wah, goes in. I mean, Jenny can't do anything. She's trying to be a good Indian wife. She comes out with like, you know, the biscuits and the tea. And she's like you fanning herself because she's hot. And she's like, oh, I'm just a little warm for making tea. And the mother-in-law is like, oh, you're, you're, so, you're hot for making tea. And she's like, yeah, it's hot in the kitchen. And she's like, that's normal. It's normal. So you can't even make tea without breaking a sweat, you filthy American. And yeah. then they ask her, like, you know, how you're doing. It's real. You no, know, no one's speaking. So she's like, OK, um, I'll, I guess I'll talk. And they say, you know, how are you doing? And she responds in the language. And everyone kind of giggles because, like, it's nice to see her trying to speak the language. But the mom has to take it to another level and be like, oh, look how funny she says it. Like, as, as though, like, we had to press a button and she just made a statement. And I go, yeah because she's learning a language or she's trying to just say like, I would say mucho gusto, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to say it, it as though it's my natural tongue. And so that's when I'm like, Oh, this woman is filled with malice and meanness. Yeah. Because that dig was stupid. That was yeah. an immature, really terrible dig. And then the next thing she says is look how fat her arms have gotten. And then the sister-in-law, let's throw up this picture of the sister-in-law who I guess is between a rock and a hard place, especially with the decision that she's going to wear these blue contacts. Who is she trying to be Jenny? Like, I don't understand. Go Chris. You know, I was like, Oh, there she goes. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so she's here drinking the tea. And I don't know if she feels obligated to, I don't know, smile and co-sign what the mother-in-law is saying or she's just awkward or maybe because she, I think they must live together, right? I think traditionally the wife comes and lives. So I think she lives with her mother-in-law and I don't know if she felt comfortable to say or to like not kiki with her in that moment because that kiki or that look or that smirk made me go I don't like either of these two ladies for the way that they're treating Jenny yeah I mean truth of matter is across the board do not make comments about the way women or people but women mostly women look especially if you aren't drop dead gorgeous and Sumit's mom also has chubby arms, baby boo. She's not a skinny woman. So if you're Ari Spears and you're talk shit about Lizzo or you're Sumit's mom and you're talk shit about Jenny, like the first thing anyone hears is immediately their eyeballs zoning in on you because unless you're Heidi Klum, then why the hell are you saying anything? Sumit's mom has fat arms. They're not skinny. She's not a skinny woman at all. And Ari, Ari Spears, that like whatever, I mean, Aries, yeah. I don't know, really. that comedian, honey, he's so not in shape and he is so horribly ugly to talk about anyone it's like i can't even hear the words coming out of your mouth you seem like a crazy person do you not know what you look like i mean don't do it just don't do it i mean sorry yeah like i absolutely agree with that i just think it was like really petty and just really low class and low brow and just like everything that was not a not an ounce of class she is a mean girl Mm -hmm. she is a bully and she's bullying her son sumit and then the fact is is that sumit sits there and doesn't i mean i didn't want him to translate it but he doesn't even make like a and shake his head noise or something at his mother to like acknowledge the disapproval. And this is exactly what Jenny was worried about. She was worried that she was going to get into this space with these people mm-hmm. and they were going to talk shit on her. Mm-hmm. And Sumit was just going to sit there and not say anything. Yeah. Right. Like th- there are three people who could translate. Sumit speaks English. The father speaks English. And so does the brother-in-law. Like they all are just sitting there and the brother-in-law is just sitting there looking. And I, I just, it's just, it is too much for me. Um, and it makes me mad that he is not going to do anything. So they're sitting there and it's awkward and it's silent. And she's like, why isn't Sumit saying anything? Why isn't Sumit saying anything? Okay, I guess I'll say something. So then she starts off with, yeah, you know, the last time I saw you was, you know, when we walked down the park and you said that you weren't going to stop our wedding, but you also weren't going to support it. And so like, you know, what happened? Like, why haven't I seen you? And Sumit then gets some cojones and decides that he is going to, uh, you know, say that to his mother. And then when his mother is like, oh, I never said that. That's when Sumit like challenges. And she's like, show me where I said that. And I said, Sumit, take out the phone. You should have did a screen grab when you watch the episode. Like take out the phone and show, and show her happens. the mother. Yeah. Yeah, just do that. So it, 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 it that didn't happen. But Chris, I'll let you finish. Basically, this is what happened. So she's like, I never said that, never said that. And he, and everyone's like, you absolutely did. You absolutely did. You absolutely said that like you, you, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't give your blessing to get married, but that, you know, you understand it. And then Sumit says it. He's like, and guess what? We got married, bitch. Mic drop. And I mean, this woman loses her shit, honey, as if she didn't see this coming after the three years. I mean, this woman's dumb. I'll be honest. I now officially, Sumit's mom, I'm She's she's not shit. She's a hateful, weird, uncomfortable, dumb bitch. I'll say it. Wow. Oh wow. yeah. Get it together, girl. You're on TV now for three years. I don't care where you are. Like, get your mind together. You know you're on TV, so you know something's happening. So let me tell you this: if this woman's acting and Sumit has like gotten the best person on his side to make sure that they're on the show for the rest of their life, then listen. I don't know. Give this woman an Oscar because she really is a hateful, mean bitch that is like out of plucked out of India. So I mean, she's giving Meryl Streep vibes, unless unless this is real, which I feel like it is because I don't think she is a good actress. I'm just saying. she doesn't deserve any respect. And you know what? She is low class. And you know what? You have that one blue contact wearing sister-in-law. Just be happy you got one. Yeah. And you have a baby. There's there's supposedly a baby. Remember she was pregnant? So there's a baby somewhere. So just go on ahead and, and lean into that. You're not going to get it from Sumit. Mm-hmm. And for you to just be hateful the whole time is just not a good look. And yeah, I'm glad that she cried at the end. I felt like good for her uh, for those tears. I am sad that Sumit 
it feels like besides Jenny, his parents are the only people that loved love him. And so their treatment of him, he puts aside and feels like, you know, it it is kind of deserved, but also, you know, the way he feels. He did tried it their way and it didn't work. And so Great. that's the end of them. Yep. Let's move on to the next couple. And that is going to be Bilal and Shida. <laughs> so it's snowing in um Kansas City. And uh, first of all, the confessional picture of Shida with with a blue hijab is, I mean, sorry, with a green hijab, this emerald green hijab is so beautiful. I don't have a picture of it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. Bilal and Shida are having a good time in the snow. This is her first time experiencing snow. And anybody who has lived in snow knows this, that what Shida is playing in is first fall. Okay. She's like, I love it. It tastes great. I want to make snow angels. I don't know how disgusting Kansas City can get, but I know New York weather and I know New York winters. And like, it's cool for like the first day. And then after that, it can all be taken away, please. Chris? <laughs> yeah, definitely be taken away. But she's having the time of her life, honey. And I get it. I get it. Now, yeah, she's she's always been impeccably dressed. I mean, she like does monochromatic, like nobody's business. I mean, she can go into a cream and ivory, like a tan, like no, like head to toe, honey. And it's gorge. So, um, they go to a restaurant and, um, I'll tell you, uh, even though she looks gorge, uh, at this restaurant, honey, I mean, Bilal, I don't, I mean, it is cold. So we will give him that, but Bilal, uh, shows up my love looking, yeah, looking like Teddy Rupskin. I mean, Ted, I mean, you remember that doll, honey? I mean, like, you know, his tummy, like, will is hard, but like, he'll tell you a story. <laughs> yeah. Like Bilal. He'll, he'll lecture you a whole ass story. Don't even worry about it. He's cozy, though. <laughs> I feel like that hood, he would pull it up and it would have little ears on it. Like, he mm-hmm. looks like, like a little bit, you know, when you, when babies are little and you put them in like full on ones for the winter and it's yes. like a little animal. It's yes. like, that's what he was wearing, but a life-size version of it. He 100%. Yes. I don't know if you guys remember the Teddy Ruxpin um, doll, but it was basically a teddy bear that had like batteries in it and his eyes would blink and his mouth would open. And then you put like a tape in his back, like a cassette tape in his back and he would tell you a story. I fed mine pancakes. And so he stopped working. But um, I really put the pancakes in his mouth. In like what the syrup like went down into his back. I, and guess, like- I guess, girl, I can't, I can't, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you what happened. Okay. You're, what okay. happened is I was sitting at the breakfast table and I had Teddy on my lap and I was mm-hmm. eating pancakes and I said, Teddy, do you want pancakes? And he blinked his eyes and meant, and I fed him pancakes and he stopped working. I don't know the mechanics. I don't remember the exact details, but it, I, 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 I lost my Teddy Ruxpin. He was uh, anyways. intolerant. He was, yeah, he, he doesn't like the gluten, my loves. Yeah, go on. Tell, tell, wait, talk about the iced tea and then, yeah, tell us about that. So then, I don't know, Shida is like saying that she's concerned about eating beef in the U.S. because just like a Caribbean, and let me tell you, this is on my side of the family, honestly, both sides of the family if I'm going to be honest, is that you cook your meat well done, period, point blank. There is no medium rare, none of that. And I had to learn that as a full adult. Like I was fully in New York City before one of my friends were like, okay, I'm going to have to stop you because you are uncultured because you keep ordering everything well done. Stop it. And I was, no. Okay. You didn't eat meat, boo. Don't you remember your life before? Yeah, go on ahead and just... uh. Right, I was a vegetarian for 14 years, but even I know that even if I, as a vegetarian, if you were to order steak, you always order it medium rare. Always, that's an American thing. It's just an American thing. So, French, like, because I think it's also a French thing. I mean, Chris wants me to care about fucking France more. I every time she talks about France, I roll my eyes, I get upset, I tell her I don't care about those colonizers, and she just wants to force French down my throat as though. Like they are the pinnacle of whiteness or European. Like that is what I think. And I'm like, I don't care about the French. Oh, okay. Wait, so sorry. No, I'm going to, no, let me, uh, no, I don't think they're the pinnacle of whiteness. (laughs) No, think. Okay. No, all all I think is, is that they know how to cook. That's what I'm saying. They do know how to cook things. I don't agree. 
Okay. Well, God bless. Um, but we got to move on. So basically, uh, you know, shy, like orders, like, you know, an unsweetened iced tea and then she doesn't like the taste of it. And like, Bilal's like, yeah, because you ordered an unsweetened iced tea. It's like, let me try your drink. And then she like, he's like, absolutely not. And she like grabs it and she like puts both straws in her mouth. And Bilal hates that. He, he we know he's OCD. We know that he probably does not like to put other people's like stuff that are in their mouth into their mouth. I, so I get it. And sometimes I don't get it. Like sometimes I get, there are certain things. Like I have a cousin, Nicole, who like won't share dairy. She thinks it's the grossest thing ever, which I kind of get. And I like, she doesn't, I don't know. I'm just telling you, she doesn't, she will not share da- dairy. What? Wah. I just had a question. You, oh yeah. You did say dairy. In what you mean? Like yogurts? Like she, if you were like, let me have some of your yogurt. She wouldn't do that. Yeah. Or ice cream. Oh, ice cream. Great. That's what I, okay. Great. Yeah. 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 So, um, so she like puts her whole mouth on the straws and he's like, look at that backwash. And I just think to myself, like, she knows she's doing that because she, she knows that he hates that. Like she knows it. She's just, she's like, whatever, but she wants, cause she could just order something else. We know that this man, you know, she doesn't mind spending this man's money at all. Yeah. Like if I were her, I'd just be like, um, another drink, please. Did not this one, you know? Anyway, yeah, you know, what's interesting is that like, I, I mean, I can't speak for Trinidad. I, um, I can't speak for them, but I know that like in the Caribbean, you do drink tea and I don't know if it's ice, to be honest. I've never had iced tea uh, in the Caribbean. So maybe it's that she was expecting a very specific type of tea prepared in the way that she was used to it and didn't realize like that it was going to come tasting like that. Because growing up, I drink either milk tea or lemon tea. So yeah, maybe she was confused as to what that was going to be. But also, Chris, you brought a very good point. She has a problem with tongues. She made a comment that she doesn't like it when he doesn't wash his tongue and like scrape his tongue. She likes a pink tongue and not a furry dairy tongue. And so <laughs> so it's weird that she would like put her mouth all over his straws and it's a passive aggressive tactic to get him to get over his OCD. And that is not how it's going to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. She likes a pink tongue, but not a pink steak. Uh, moving on with them. They, they get in the car, honey. And then we get to, to relive the drama that is her situation with his ex-wife and, and also the mother of his children. Sh- Shahida. <sighs> <laughs> Oh my God. I'm, I'm actually, no, all seriousness. Thank you. It was great. (laughs) Now you take it over. Okay. Um, so, uh, she doesn't, she says that she doesn't want baby mama drama. And I think that's really interesting for somebody who married somebody who's has a baby mama, has an (laughs) ex-wife who I, it's just like weird that she's kind of trying to back herself out of dealing with Shahida when you've married Shahida essentially like not fully because I don't want the girlies who have ex whose our partners have exes to get on me and say that you know x y and z I guess I'm just thinking it of it from a a a vantage point of not having actually been in it and wanting all the adults to get along, especially Mm -hmm. when there's children involved it would be different if Bilal had older kids who were out of the house and, or who were slightly, you know, on their own or adults, then I could see her saying that she doesn't want to deal with Shahida 100%. But at this point, Shida has to deal with Shahida because she's going to have Shahida's children 50, 50. And Mm -hmm. I think Bilal is correct when he says, I just need everyone to get along. And it's, it's up to both of them to do so. Um, So, they're on their way to meet her and we then bring up again how she felt so disrespected in her own home, which every time she says that I, I was like, is that your own home? I mean, I guess it was, I guess it was, but barely. She's, I think it's a boundary. I think she's, I I actually kind of like it. She was like, you were not going to come in here right off the bat. I'm going to tell you what the hell you're not going to do is boss me around. I'm here now. I actually kind of like it. By the way, you notice how Wa got their names, right? You know who didn't? And and me, do you know who didn't get their names right? Bilal. Yep. He did a Freudian slip and called Shida Shahida. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I have a Rolodex of Shahida Shida's in my, uh, in my, (laughs) a Rolodex, I guess. (laughs) And um, I thought to myself, also, you pick women who look a lot alike, too. Like, both Shahida and Shida are very fair-skinned Black women and 
I feel like your other girlfriends probably were too. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of similarities with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I have to say about them. Chris, you have anything else to say? All no, right. Let's move on, my love. Okay, honey. On to Libby and Andre. Um, you know what? At first, I was kind of mad. I, at first, I was kind of mad that they were back, but I'm kind of happy about it now because um, I think they're going to provide drama, and I don't, you know, I don't, and I'm going to probably want it as in comparison to other dramas, and that's just how shitty this HEA cast is to me. But anyway, um, listen, Elizabeth, Elizabeth looks great. She's like lost um, some weight, and not that she, you know, just because the last time we saw her, she had just had that baby. She looks super, super gorgeous, super trim. They're like playing tennis, you know, like they're doing healthy things as a family, you know, that baby's running around in a tennis outfit, you know, doesn't know how to hit a ball at all. But every time the ball even comes near the baby, like, great job. The baby's like, you know, God bless. Uh, the baby, the, the baby. Um, and I know the, the reason why I'm excited to see Andre is because I'm excited Ooh. to see Andre. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that is what well, I thought you were going to say that. You're like, I'm excited for this couple because of Andre. And then, um, so we see him playing tennis with the baby and being excited about it. And it's always a cute moment. I love seeing, you know, fathers and daughters. It's a thing for me. I love, I love to see it. Uh, so then we find out that they have purchased the new house because he's doing really well in real estate with Chuck and um, Chuck comes to the new house and they, you know, show him around and they're really excited to, you know, show off the fruits of their labor. And then they start to do some future speak (laughs) in which we find out that Libby wants to be a singer. Chris, I cannot believe we have to have two musical talents on this season. You mean we get to have soldier boy and Libby girl, you know, like, I don't know what Libby's, you know, I'm like, what music do you sing? I'm going to guess it's country. I mean, I'm guessing it's a hundred percent. There's something about her family. I'm like, you sing country. You absolutely do. Like, you're not going to be singing anything. That's not country. Like, it's not going to be yet, you know, yeba, you know, like, or whatever. I 100% thought it was going to be show tunes. Like I was like, and I'm stuck in a day. That's great. And like, I literally, that's what I imagine her singing. No, that wouldn't mean that she'd had gay friends. Oh, you're right. Yeah, no, it's country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, right, it's yeah. absolutely country. I those she's no, she didn't. She, that would mean that this person was a theater nerd and this person had gone to like camps and things and like, no, not ever. I love the fact that, she has a later conversation and jump around. Her mom's like, oh, you just used to sing around the house a lot. And I want to be like, okay, so has she done anything at all besides the singing in the house when she was like seven? And now, I mean, I, are you telling me that like what nothing she's done? No, no, no singing since at all. No choir. I mean, I'm telling you like what anyway, honey, listen at the same time, half her family is using the fame from the show to be an only fan. So if she wants to use the fame to be the Melissa Gorga of the season. That's fine. That's fine. And, and Melissa Gorga lasted one year. Remember that I'm on display on display on display. Wad doesn't know what I'm talking about. It's real house. It's New Jersey. That's fine. Okay. Wad, take it away. Yeah. I, I, I guess because she's an actor, don't you remember that she was in like that one Christian like movie that one time. And so that's why I thought musical theater, but that's a really good take, Chris. You're really intuitive when it comes to these things. Cause I was like, I don't know what that child's going to sing. So anyways, they're getting a house tour and they're seeing all the homes and Andre is excited for his wife to, you know, jump into the world of singing. And so they're going to build her a studio and soundproof it. And, you know, he's just talking about like future speak. And the dad is like, well, what about your, you want to be a singer? Like, what about your, your, your dedication to me in the business? And she like gets upset. She's like, we're just, we're not going to do, we're just talking about it. And Andre's like, no, Lib, you want to be singer. Lib, you can do singing now. Like, I have job, Lib. I'm making uh, real estate, you know? And she's like, that's not the accent, but I'm going to get it. Uh, oh, I, just, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Well, no, I thought okay. it was great. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm going to get it. Yeah. So anyways, like, he, he, and then he starts to yell and she's like, Andre, you do not yell in front of your daughter. Stop it. And the dad is just like standing there. And I'm like, he- Chuck. Maybe Chuck was a yeller. And so that's why this like interaction isn't jarring. What did you think, Chris? Oh, I think that whole the whole family yelled the entire time. Chuck doesn't even have ears left. You know what I'm saying? Like all those snatches were yelling at each other all the time. That just seems like normal talking to him. Like he didn't realize they were yelling. Um, but basically, then we get the other staff, which they all go to lunch. No, no, no. 
Elizabeth leaves those two men and her baby alone and then goes to have a lunch with her sisters and her mom. And it starts off off outside, honey, and she's late and they're all like, oh, you're always late. And she's like, hi, bitches and mom. And um, the mom's like, well, I can be a bitch, too, because I was like talking shit about you. haha. And then the Lord rains down tears on them for being horrible, horrible people. You know what I'm saying? Just classless, weird people. So the Lord starts crying on them. Um, hates them so much. And then they have to immediately get inside to, to like finish this hellish lunch, honey, where then we get into this thing where the mom is like, remember your brother, Charlie? <laughs> anyway, it's been a minute since you've all seen him. And they're like, yeah, because he's literal trash, alcoholic trash. And that wife of his too, I mean, is like the bottom of the barrel. And the mom's like, yes, yes, yes. But as you know, for some reason, your dad and I, even though we're divorced, we still have one thing in common besides you hellish monsters, which is just some sort of disgusting drive to want to get you all together as if, and at the same time, it's like, why, you know, do you want to have a horrible birthday mom? And the answer is yes. She's begging them, begging them to come and have a, a, a beautiful birthday with her and Charlie and make amends. And like, will not understand them when they say Charlie is an alcoholic. He is toxic. And every time we're around him, it's trashy and horrible. Literally, we're like people get in fights. So since we're all like working women with families and some kids, we don't want to be around him. And the mom was like, I don't think it's too much to ask for all my kids to be together for my birthday. And they're all like, actually, it is too much to ask. You're insane. No, it is. We're all adults. We have boundaries. We have now told you to your face that you made someone who's an alcoholic addict and we don't want to be around that person. And instead of being like, you know what? You're right. How did we make such an alcoholic addict, horrible man that decided to marry even like a trashier woman? Like, I don't know how I did it. Let me look back and look at my wrongs. She's trying to force these women to come together with Charlie. And the funny part is they're all horrible, but like Charlie's so bad that they have driven, drew, they have finally drew a line, drawn a line, and they don't want to be around Charlie. And the mom is like trying to gaslight and manipulate them to be in front of them. Wow. Yeah. It's just like a boomer. And I know people fight me on this and the boomers are going to be mad, but it's just like a thing for me this year. <laughs> like there is just such a difference in the way, because many of us who are millennials, our parents are boomers, right? And there's just a different way that they have learned to maneuver the world. And they maneuver the world by covering up, ignoring, um, and just like forging through and not all of them, obviously this is not a sweeping statement. So if you're a boomer girl, calm down, but like that is just the way they manage things. And it's always like a, a situation of, you know, I, this is what I want. I'm the parent and this is what I think is right. And if I say that it's correct then it's correct, but don't let a boomer decide not to talk to their sibling. It's okay. Then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's 100% okay for them to do it. But if you want to set up a boundary with anybody in your life, they're like, well, you gotta be something. You gotta forgive. You can't just hold on. It's like, no one's holding on to anything. I've let it go and I've set up the boundary and I'm actually happy. So yes, us telling you that there is a problem. It's crazy that you will ignore our feelings and only think about yourself and how you feel about your children and not even address the issue with Charlie and his problem. It's yeah, Chris, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right when you said that. The uh, one thing I want to kind of call back to is because I don't remember the time that Andre and um, Charlie fought, I also don't remember the cry that came out of Chuck <laughs> Senior's mouth. When they did that replay of like him being like, hah, 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 I was like, what? That is the pained sound of a boomer. <laughs> like, I yeah you were, I was like is that a sound from like a man that like no like has like one liver left like I don't even understand like and the funny thing is in front of like so at this lunch the mom starts also a crocodile tear she's like I just want you Becky and you Buki and you Liz you know I don't know their names um to come and have break, you know come have a birthday lunch and she and she's like <laughs> and then the next scene she's like I just really think it'd be great. Like she it's everything is fake. I mean, this woman is as dry as every other part of her. I mean, nothing is coming out. You know what I'm saying? No Nibia, <laughs> no, no Nibia needed. Uh, Anything else about them all? No, let's move on. All right. The next couple that we are going to talk about. I mean, this was like a great segment for them is Kimbali and Soja boy. 
So we start off this episode uh, seeing Kimberly's feet as she's laying up on a on a on a under a UV light, and we hear diamond, 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 and we're like, what are we listening? What is the sound that is happening? It was like, it was just like, it was like. I can't, the genre of music wasn't exactly like what I would consider like Afrobeats, Nigerian, but I'm not the best at delineating, delineating between the different genres of music on the continent, right? I can delineate the different genres of music in the US. And it was like this weird hybrid of just like bad hip hop and like bad uh, <laughs> Afrobeats. And it was Soulja Boy is what we were hearing. That's why. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um we get a little bit of backstory about Kim and uh Soja Boy's uh relationship and we quickly realize that just as Chris said they should not be on Happily Ever After because Happily Ever After is for people who have gotten married and these two have not gotten married. In fact, last season, what happened is, is that she went from potential girlfriend. No, she even tells the story wrong. She went from fan to super fan and then when she got tonight to tanzania she was still a super fan and then she went to potential <laughs> while in tanzania and then after the show or right before she it ended she went to girlfriend but then was mad at him because he didn't want to like kiss her at the airport and then we see on the tell all that she's mad because he started he talked to the azara afterwards and she was blindsided by that and then in between, which we didn't get caught on camera, she actually went to Nigeria. So before she was in Tanzania, now she went to Nigeria to hang out with him. And she says that he treated her like a queen, I guess, when the cameras weren't there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so she has like a lot of trust in him. But she said that she'd been married for 20 years and she never thought that something like this would happen. And she all she was going to do was just like, you know, live her life and banging someone out is the word that she used. She Chris, let's talk about it banging someone out honey i mean like that was like uh, listen when she said it i was like oh jamal's jamal's gonna hear it i feel bad for jamal <laughs> uh my first thought and then when she says she like then she talks about again how she like you know she met such a boy online she slid into his dms like i don't even know she's like she she says she doesn't know what she was even thinking and i'll tell you what she was thinking she was watching none of the fiance like we all are and then saw him and like saw how he put it down raw with lisa baby girl lisa remember her and then was like i want to bang it out raw and then slid into his dms and then i guess he face called her for when i face it's like a video call through instagram she declines it goes in a room she sprays herself down with the raspberry you know body sanity <laughs> spray she starts putting makeup on and she calls him back and she's like oh sorry i was just, just busy and hi and they talk for three hours what can you believe i it? mean she says that it was awkward at first, but then it got really comfortable. And then they just continued to talk from there on out. And it was like, what's happening? Oh my God, I'm meeting like a superstar. We all remember her obsession with Michael Jackson. So that's all I kept thinking. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, and God. so uh, <laughs> then, we cut, yeah, then we cut to her getting her teeth whitened. And um, then the, I mean, the woman who was whitening her teeth, the dental hygienist was doing, doing her, her best supplementary character work. And I said, bravo to that. You know, you know, here, I, you know, I always pay attention to what the supplementary characters are doing. Cause I feel like they add a little spice to it. And she did her very best. It's like, he better, he better. Yeah. He better appreciate my whitened teeth. And so the next scene is that she goes to hang out with her friends and then she's like, you guys notice anything different? And she's like grinning from ear to ear. And then they notice that her teeth are wider. And they're like, why did you do that? And she's like, well, you remember he said something about it. And I'm, you know, I'm always self-conscious about it. And I thought to myself, first of all, you should have gone and done that on your own, period, point blank. Like, don't, yeah. tr don't. And then the friends to be like, oh, you're doing it for him. I'm like, no, girl, she did it for her. And she did it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, <laughs> she did do it. She did do it for us. Uh, listen, She's also, on TV I, hope now. That, I hope that it wasn't the painful one, you know, because I think there's like some. I don't know if you've ever gotten your teeth whitened before, but I have twice in my life, and it was like one of the most painful things that hurts so bad. But I think that new thing, what she's doing, like the I think it might be different now, it might be a little bit easier. Oh no, it's horrible because in order to whiten your teeth, it like literally like 
have to get rid of all the biofilm and like the first layer of teeth to actually bleach it and your nerves go crazy. It's so horribly painful. You would have never known, but it's bad. I mean, really bad. But at this, at this dinner, you know, uh, the friends, uh, start asking questions that are like questions that I want answers to. And Kimbali has asinine answers, if not one. So she's, they're basically like, okay, girl, what's going to happen? She's like, yeah, I'm going to be the first wife. I'm totally okay with it. He's going to have a second wife. It's just to have the kids. But let me tell you, the first wife is like basically who he loves. And the second wife is just like a baby maker. And they're like, really? So just, okay. So you're telling us that he's going to bring on a second wife who's going to be younger than you because, you know, you can't have kids and that's why. So he's going to make a baby with someone and then watch this person give birth to his baby and like not really be in love with that woman. She's like, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, so then what's going to happen? She's like, then we're going to go. We're going to like, we're going to, he's going to move to America. And they're like, okay, girl, but like, what's going to happen to the kids? She's like, oh, the kids will stay wherever they are. And he, they're like, is he going to be okay with that? She's like, yeah, I'm not going to have him live with me. Her answers are like, do you hear what you're saying? Do you hear what you're saying? And it's just like, you're wild. If you think, if you're making up some kind of cultural difference between, I don't know, some men and some American men and some African men that they would just be okay leaving their children back, back in their country. And be like, it's like, it's like, it was like a wild American, just dumb thing to say. This man is not going to leave a woman whose culture he shares who is most likely going to be beautiful, uh, who is going to be the mother of his firstborn and also be someone that his family completely loves and envelops and is just going to like move to the U.S. with you and never going to see them again, but just know that he has kids in Nigeria somewhere. Like, that is crazy. And if we remember, he's Muslim. So, like, it is it is not just, like, he's going to just have a second, a second wife just, like, back there and he's not going to even, like, this woman is obviously going to, not obviously, but this woman might share a religion with him. So, of course, he's going to want to be with that. No, Kimberly needs to truly think about what she's saying because this man is not going to give up his life and his culture and his community to come live with you in San Diego with your jacked up teeth. Well, she got them whitened. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, everything she's saying is like, you know, like a fairy tale, like that she has just told herself. I mean, and her friends are looking at her open mouth agape and they're, and she, they're like, no, she gets pissed off because she truth is too much truth, I guess. And she'll, she has to go walk away and come back. And then they're just like, I don't know. We don't know what to tell you. You have to get these answers. Like we're your friends. And we don't even know why, because you're insane. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, no, I know. I mean, like, I know I have to get these answers. It's just, I don't want to talk about it. Get really defensive of like my delusions. I mean, my dreams, my dreams and my delusional dreams. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I want, um, I just want everybody to be happy for me. And I'm like, you strangers can be happy for you. Strangers. But the people who are going to be left picking up your broken heart and dealing with you and your sadness are going to warn you off of making this choice. And that's just the way friendships work because <laughs> otherwise like what kind of friend would I be if I just let, if I just supported you through something stupid. And then on top of that, then have to on the back end support you again when you're crying and falling down. Like, no, I'm going to try to avoid having to emotionally give you more when this goes South, you know? Yeah. So, let me just say. so right. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, but her thing is bananas. So uh, she says that she tells him that she's going to go back to Nigeria in a few days and propose and meet his family. And my thought is, how much money is she taking out of her 401k or pension to go back and forth to Nigeria? I know actual Nigerians who, when they go home to Nigeria, have housing, have a place to stay, who don't go to Nigeria as much as this woman has probably been to Nigeria in the last 18 months. That is a long flight. It's like... I mean, Chris, you just got back, from, not from Nigeria, but you just got back from abroad. And that was a long flight, was oh, it not? It's, it's, it was 11 hours to London. And then I took a four and a half hour train ride to Scotland. But like, Wah knows, like, I'm a dead person right now. Like, I don't know what time it is. I woke up at six this morning and then I went back to bed at like 
nine and then I went and had to wake up at like 11 15 you know I'm don't it's like Vegas in my mind and in my soul so I don't know and uh, you know I don't know what's happening for her yeah uh basically she, she wants to go back and meet the fam I mean meeting his fam in her is gonna be you know what that's gonna be good tv though so thank you I guess for being on HEA I guess at the end of all this I guess thank you because it'll be good tv well I, yeah. yeah I mean I guess I just I'm just I guess I'm just I'm just I guess that's what I just said <sighs> she's spending a lot of money and it's not going to be a good return for her. She, I, I'm going to guess that she's spending at least $4,000 each trip. And that is, I'm going to say five. Cause honestly the, the plane ride there. Um, and then no matter, I'm sure she's taking like <laughs> many layovers to get there. And then she has to get a hotel and you know, she's not going to the Caribbean. So it's a diff. It's it's not the same flight. It's not the same situation, and he's probably not paying for anything. He's mm -hmm. probably not providing her any kind of insider. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna get this hotel for you, um, because I'll pay a, a different price as a native, and then you can just re reimburse me. Like none of that is happening. He is coming to stay with her at whatever resort or Holiday Inn or whatever place that Angela Deem stayed in Lagos. I don't travel know. in the Lagos travel in. Yeah, like the, you know what I'm saying? Like at least Michael had a car to drive her around with. I'm pretty sure that Michael probably provided something for Angela. But like Soldier Boy is a succubus. He is a user. He is he. I mean, why does anyone think that this situation with Kim is going to be any different than Baby Girl Lisa? But in BLG, you know what I'm saying? No, BGL. So. <sighs> y'all that was the end of this oh no it's no not, not at all so our final couple Jesus is christ jovi and yara honey jovi and yara let's bring them up and let's see how much that baby looks like jovi that's true i don't have a picture of the baby but it looks like jovi just take my word for it and the baby's name is myla and jovi's been taking care of myla it just seems like you know, Jovi's schedule is one month on, one month off. So we pick up. Jovi is playing with Myla. Myla is like running around, doesn't really care about Jovi, doesn't really care about her mom. She's like, you know, in this stage where she's like, you know, exploring new things. She's very independent, that Myla. And um, we get Yara, who's getting ready. Now, remember Yara had opened all of these like shops to sell things, but then people were like, okay, but you're really just buying things off of Alibaba and repackaging them as your stuff. And we get to see like her lipstick, her like, she's wearing like a lip gloss. She comes out, it's all bedazzled rhinestones. And I, <laughs> I hated it. I looked so cheap. I was like, oh girl, like Yara, I thought you had better taste than this. Yara, I feel like her whole aesthetic is look as rich as possible for as cheap as, as humanly possible. Like she wants to look as rich as possible, but like nothing can be possibly real. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. But uh, one thing I will say is that they also, she did at least give Myla a black Chanel esque looking baby bag with gold hardware and, uh, it matched her, like whether it's real or not, YSL black handbag, we're not quite sure, but yeah, she's getting ready. She wants, she's going to go out with her friends and Jovi feels some way about that, which is basically bad. Like she shouldn't go out or if she was going out, he wants to be going out as well. But like he's gone a month out of the time and she's just with the kid alone. So when he comes back, she's like, here, take the kid. Let me have human adult conversations. We're supposed to be led to believe in this initial scene that their marriage is literally going down the toilet. Well, we're also supposed to believe that they would not be together right now if it weren't for Myla. Mm -hmm. And we're also supposed to believe that Yara is just kind of at the, at, with that baby all day. And she is, but also his mother is there as well. Like we, they're very active on social media and we know that um, Glenn or Gwen, Gwen goes over as often as possible. We also find out that Yara moved to like the country so that she, Myla could be like in a safer space and he doesn't necessarily like it. And then they bring up the strip club situation and so we're we're now in this place where I'm just like, Ugh, don't make it. Don't start off negative. Like, let's start off with some positives, you know, like because it could only just go downhill from here. And otherwise, there's no stakes. It's not interesting because at this point, if y'all are like about to break up because she wants to go hang out with some bad influences, 
then like, what do, what do I want to watch y'all for? I want to root for your love. I want to root for, for whatever. And right now I'm not rooting for you guys. Mm. Chris. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, um, one other part is when she gets ready, she is wearing heels on in the house. Remember she bought that white rug, honey, you know, you know, the white rug is there. God bless. And who knows if it's like still white because the baby was all over it. But Jovi's like, look at those heels on in our home. She picks up her shoe and she's like, that's not clean. Now, why did you think that happened, Wa? Well, because she was like, I think she's got finally gotten over her like, oh, this is what it should be because she has a kid and she hasn't been able to live up to the standard that she tried to put out there. When she was like, Jovi, why are you walking house with shoes on from Bourbon Street? Jovi, why you do that to Jovi? So the rules have changed. And so he's calling her out on it, which I thought was great. She deserved to be called out on it for that. Um, but then she finally goes out and is with her friends who are like blonde. And I was just like, I, How I, don't remember them. I don't know. It was like, they were just, they were all like Jen and Becky of Libby. Like they were just like Jen and Becky lookalikes. You know, they all had kids. They all breastfed. Um, and then the thing that I didn't like about it is that I felt like they were commiserating and that was nice, but also I didn't like the fact that Yara allowed them to talk as much ish about her husband as they did by calling him like basically ugly and, um, saying that he's jealous and that she could do so much better. And I didn't, I just didn't like it. And then they started talking about their breasts and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then we get to the point where we realize that Jovi has told Yara that her breasts aren't nice anymore. And then I was just like, oh, okay. I don't like that. It's just, it's just a lot of like back and forth of not liking whatever is being produced. Yeah. Chris- it was like these friends. Oh, sorry. Yeah. These friends just, it was like, they're, you know, <laughs> Their overall vibe wasn't like a like loving, warm vibe. It was more kind of just incredibly superficial. Like, you're hotter than Jovi. Oh, no, he's totally jealous. And like, let's get boobs and like get your like your power, your pee power that's also like in your boobs. Like, you need like boob power and pee power. Like, it was just kind of like women that uh, whose voices I just like can't listen to too much. Like, I, it's not that I, I want Yara to have like, friends that are put together but also like have some depth i like yara and so i want the best for her yeah one friend looked way older she was like you're so young you're 28 and so when she said that, i was like oh this girl's like 42 and then the other girl it was blah but uh, i don't have to tell you that girl well no no i can't pick i cannot even like tell you one morsel of what that person was or looked like i mean you didn't even need that person but yeah, they, they try and be like, well, Jovi's cute. And you were like cute together. Yeah, you guys make a cute couple. But let's just face it. Like, that's because you're hot and he's not. Like, you're so much hotter than him. And she's like, yeah. And, you know, he gets mad because he has my location services on so he can see where I am. And I say this. I think that if you are married, it is 100%. It's, it's, it's expected, especially if you have a kid together, that you get to know where your other person is at all times. I like it. I want it. I want that. And I like it. I like the fact that like you got married to someone. So you have that one person in your life that like should know where you are if things have happened. And like, you probably shouldn't be like weirded out. The person knows where you are because what are you keeping from that person? And if you have a kid together, it's like you both created this product that walks the earth. And sometimes you have to have a meeting with the co-creators. to like go to the drawing board for something. I know where the co-creator is. I would, I'm okay with that, obviously. I agree. I definitely agree. I have location services on my father. And when my mother couldn't find him, she was like, I told her where he was. And she's like, how do you know that? And I was like, I have location services on him. Don't tell him. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I can help you get it too. She's like, okay. Um, but like, <laughs> and you also have location services for me. Because you. Made you. Yeah. Because you made me. Made you. Because you made me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so. And I would it, again. <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it right now, I would, for all our listeners, if you want to send me your location, I'll, I'll watch where you all are. Just also, <laughs> can you give us a five star review? Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, you guys. So that is the end of our podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for talking with us. Uh, please don't forget to tell all your friends about us doing podcasts. We are taking it. You know, Chris will, will, Chris will do hers on her channel. And um, wait, should I say that? Yeah, no, it's true. 
Okay. Yeah. Chris will do a, a review of this show on her channel. I is still up in the air because I'm doing um, UK and I don't know if I can fit in two Sunday shows to talk about twice. Um, but if y'all want to be on our patron and you want to see the pictures and see our facial expressions, then you could join us on docusweeties.com slash Patreon. Nope. Nope. The other you can way find us on, <laughs> on patreon.com slash docusweeties. And that's $10 a month, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. But listen, we're very down to give you this free content. You can follow us on all our socials. We're docusweeties on Twitter and Instagram. And we're on that Instagram, my loves. We also have a TikTok. It's DocuSweeties too. And we're working towards content there. Don't even worry about it. Um, but we are so thankful that you are listening to us. We're excited for th this season of Happily Ever After minus some couples. And we love you. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.